Full of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. PlayStation portal and for the life of me I'm never going to find one in time <laughs> that that's not on the back of a truck somewhere with a shady uh, deal with uh, some kind of illicit substance involved there's no more I'm, Toys R Us managers to bribe I'm not familiar with this technology is this a, is it a, would this be a Sony deck yes but less uh, less feature packed it, it is only it is a screen with a if you took a PS5 controller and you, you broke it in half and you put a screen in the in between the two halves and it only streamed <laughs> games if you had that and it only was able to stream a game from your existing PS5 to that thing it cannot do its own game calculations its own work it, it, it cannot process the game itself but if you only had like one screen in your house and your kid was watching TV and you wanted to play your PS5, you could stream to that thing. Yes, but shittier. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there you go. <laughs> but it's sold out everywhere. And it's been sold out since November. This is my great epiphany regarding capitalism in 2023. They don't make things anymore. The real money is in tax write-offs. And You make, and you make a thing 80% of the way, and then you cancel it and take the tax write-off. Bad girl. And it works. Well, shit, man. At cars, housing, you name it. This is how they're doing it anymore. Medicine. <laughs> yeah. Now, to be fair, they're still making medicine. It's just getting. It's going to the rich only. No, I mean. Cough, I, cough. Ozempic, cough, cough. Even getting into the doctor. Oh yeah, sure. Good luck. See you right. next year. Yeah, right. This is like the most old man start to a podcast I think we've had in a while. You invited me along, and I actually made it. Of course. Well, well, I, I want to circle back. So, Keyshawn, have you not been listening to the ones you uh, haven't been able to join us on? Are you kidding? <laughs> I haven't. Oh, no. In, in... That's fine. I was just going to let you pontificate if you wanted to as, as an opening here. If we just said I... something that just drove you into an old man rage. I don't know. Again, when you... during the daytime when when this was a good idea... <laughs> <laughs> that was I. Uh, I had all sorts of things, but I am bombed out and depleted like Afghanistan. I got nothing in me. <laughs> Just I was like, I, I was watching Thurston. Oh, what are, what are those memes called? Uh, I don't know Thurston McKittens or something like that. My my boys were trying to help me stay up, and so it was a deluge of memes to a punch drunk father. Thurston uh, McKittens. Never even heard of this. Really? See, your kid's going to all of a sudden just start popping up and having all sorts of uh, things that they treat as like, oh, this is this, this is blasé and old <laughs> oh, and it's okay. brand new to you. And it's, our, it's they're like, this has been around a thousand years and you'll have no idea about it. <laughs> like the ah uh, song? Which one? I just saw like 20. <laughs> I, I, I saw at least four... That's what people videos. under the age of fifty call immigrant song. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were saying "Take on Me," but I, I saw that with with a with a no no chicken 
Take on me is by Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, that's what you said. Aha uh-huh song. My my little plant needs work, clearly. Although they have made that song twenty seven times. Who's on first? I've also gone back to that quite a few times. Okay, so you have no thoughts about anything. Great. You're welcome. So, uh, full of selling for your podcast. That's what we're doing here. Uh, he said at the eight minute mark, after wrestling with Bluetooth, at capitalism apparently. I'm Cyrus Morazavi of Kirkland, Washington, here by the grace of analog. With me on the west, on the west coast, as it turns out, is Ariel Rodriguez of San Diego, California. Hello. And here by the grace of TikTok, evidently, the one, the only, from Austin, Texas, Keyshawn Xavier. Yeah. Ordinarily, about this time of year, we would do a an annual wrap-up. But I don't really want to talk about the apotheosis of Taylor Swift for 30 minutes. It's been covered. So we're going we're gonna to circle back to a topic I've been sitting on for a year because I'm a dummy and can't operate a calendar, and that's 30 years of image comics. I think... We're going to be talking about this for a while, but here's how I want to start. I want to ask both of you. Do you remember which was the first Image comic you ever purchased? Rye. <laughs> Is that a word? Oh, come on. That was a bad joke. You guys don't remember Rye from Valiant? No. <laughs> Are you serious? You're the only person who read Valiant and Jim Shooter. <laughs> Damn it. Someone, somewhere out there, one guy laughed. One. It that was, was you. you, buddy. That was for you, Valiant fan. In all seriousness, uh, put a pin in that. We'll come back to Valiant. It had to be Young Blood. No, wait a minute. Bloodshot. Which one was first? <laughs> who? We established who was on first. <laughs> Aha! It still works. No, Young Blood was first, and then Bloodshot. Was that Liefeld's Punisher riff? No, wait a minute. Bloodshot or Deadpool. Was in, Bloodshot was in the Valiant universe. Never mind. Yeah, Bloodshot is Valiant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh damn it! <laughs> oh god, they all. This, this episode blood. brought to you in part by furious Google searching. <laughs> Young plus it was had to be Youngblood one. I think that wild. So you were, so you were in on the you were in on the ground floor because Youngblood one was the first one. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was the. I think that was the first. Fun fun fact: I think it came out three different times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, there were variant covers. There was wasn't there like a purple one, and then there was a or what? I can't remember which the first one was. Red. Yeah, I, I don't know. I came to Image a oh, little bit later, so I missed the in, the initial deluge. Um, uh, well, I thought I thought like uh, there were four at the same like in the same week. Nope. That it was like Young Blood one and incorrect. Then Wild Wildcats with a K wasn't it with a K? No. No, with three periods. Let's see. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so many jokes. You gotta choose just one. All right. Each each of the main artists slash writers yeah. were had their own big first issue, and I thought they all came yep. out the same week, but that might be wrong. Nope. No. 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 I, I, Image Comics was fucking up shipping from the get go. Ariel, do you not recall your first one? You know, I came to it really late. I think my first exposure to an Image property was actually like 
the Wildcats cartoon that came out. Oh yeah. And then I for had like, to for, for not, like a week. Now, to be clear, not Wildcats with a K, because that is also a cartoon <laughs> and that is not an image property. So I watched I saw that and I think that and a few other things kind of eventually led me to image, but it was like later, like late teens, early twenties. Probably picked up Spawn or something along the way to read it, but I I didn't really understand what was going on with Image until much, much later in life. For me, but, it was 96. I was in year four, the darkness number two, because I could not find the darkness number one. No, uh, so they all came out like... I think you're, once again, confusing Valiant and Image, which had... Like, Valiant had like an actual publishing plan and editors and people that had worked in comics for a long time. No, but I thought the I thought each big owner in Image... Each had their own like flagship title. Absolutely, and you're you're right. There was Spawn. Uh, young, I think Young Blood was first. It, it was Young Blood, then Googling, Spawn. My googling did nothing because if you Google when did Young Blood come out, nothing about Rob Liefeld. <laughs> you get the song like, right. <laughs> not, exact nothing about Rob Liefeld. All right, to be fair, that's a good song. <laughs> I've never heard the song either. That's how. Yes, you have. Heard. You're just like me. You're too. You're, you're too old to remember the names of things you've heard. They'll, they'll be playing in the grocery store before you know. It, it came out in 2018. Pro pro tip: It's not by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's if it came out after 2007. I don't know it. That's the sad part. And then we had Dark, or excuse me, Shadowhawk from Shadow Valentino, Savage Dragon. Wild Wildcats, as you guys both alluded to, again apparently not with a K, <laughs> to avoid someone being confused, I guess. And and then two years late later was Wolf's Portasio's Wetworks. Oh, with Cyberforce. I don't want to throw. I don't want to forget about oh, Sylvester. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I had all those number ones at some point. Okay, this is perfect. So you were there from the get go. What what was the what was the zeitgeist there, Keyshawn? Hop in that Wayback Machine every, for me, if you will. Every, de every decent artist that you liked, if you if you were going to follow along with them, they weren't going to be with X-Men and Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> they, were all, they were going. The zeitgeist was everybody was trying to make money. It was the 90s, so you were investing in number one comics. So that's what I thought I'd make a million dollars someday off of having Shadowhawk number one. And I so you didn't happy. read or enjoy any of them? It was pure oh, speculation. Shadowhawk Shadow was great. Shadow, well, Shadowhawk was great for a while, but then they figured out they couldn't do anything with it, and, and then they completely blew it by, you know, the, the one big driving thing was who was Shadowhawk, and then they right. eventually blew that by answering it. That's like that's like putting Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd together. They ruined the show. They talked and, about Fight uh, Club. Yeah, exactly. Young Blood was terrible. It was Byzantine. You couldn't. They were obviously trying to work to set up some giant universe and build on it, but it took too. It was like watching a soap opera. It took way too long. Spawn was great. <laughs> Spawn was really good, but Spawn changed the comics forever. Was that number two was really undersold. Like they didn't order enough, and so that's actually the more valuable one to have. Is that when that started? When everyone got so gun shy about number twos, uh, no, uh, phrasing, uh, not at all, not at all. It was image. Uh, well, like you said, they didn't know how to, I guess, plan, and 
number number two for Spawn just was like a, a rarity. I don't think that happened with the other ones, but Spawn was the big. Yeah, Spawn was the biggest hit. Obviously, I mean that. That's well, funny. yeah, I mean it just looks so much better. Like it introduced glossy paper to monthly comics. It was a uh, and and computer coloring, which sounds really weird thirty years later, but that was a big fucking deal at the time. Yeah, there's a, there's like a mini exhibit uh, at the Comic Con Museum here about that actually the computerized coloring. Really? Yeah, and they actually have like uh, like some you know visuals of and some some kind of quotes and snippets from folks in image work. It was, it was super new. Like there's like one scene in the Little Mermaid from just a few years before where you know you saw it for the first time in film, and no one thought they could do it in comics, which is why Spawn was oh my god two dollars. <laughs> or was it two fifty? It was something like at the time it considered to be absurdly expensive. Oh, I can't, I can't remember. I'd have to go. Got the book here behind me somewhere. Yeah. I could probably go find and see what it said. How long? How long did it? Did everything? How long were these guys like the talk of the town? Well, how often were they pushed, or how often uh, did my interest? <laughs> my interest waned after about four comics on each one of them. Okay. Shadowhawk. No, that's so they held... Wait a minute. They introduced Angela, so I know I hung around for uh, Spawn for a while, but... No, no, no. Uh, Angela's from Spawn number nine. Yeah, right. So I hung on to Spawn for a while. I'm just... I wasn't number okay. two. Like, I hung on for Spawn for a lo at least long enough. Angela showed up and for a little while. It was a interesting story. So that I hung on to that one in Shadowhawk, but the other ones, as much as I uh, like Will Spertasio's artwork. Uh, I, I loved him from the, what was it, X-Factor? He was doing X-Factor, I think, before that. That sounds right. Ask me what I did yesterday, and I can't tell you, but I can sure as hell tell you what, what, what Will Spertasio was drawing literally right before he flipped. This is <laughs> one of the great things about being old. There are so few things. God almighty. So, okay, so you're, so you're out on image, it sounds like, after some sometime in that first year, with the exception of Spawn. Do you go back to Marvel slash DC? I never left Marvel. I was, I was, uh, that was just, just the image founders then. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was, uh, you know, at the time it was all like, you get this comic and it's going to be worth a fortune someday. And, uh, if anybody had any sense at all, they would have been buying the older comics and, you know, first appearances, things like that from the sixties, cause they were affordable somewhat back then uh, as opposed to now but the 90s comics nothing, you know they were creating so many of them that nothing was worth anything well right massive print runs that were that were haven't been seen since right so yeah my my, my take was that it, it, it flared up and then a few things persisted but the rest eventually you know whimpered out so the spawn darkness, that was late that was real Late. It I mean, was four. It was four years. It was four years later after Top Cow had pivoted to what was essentially urban fantasy. Before that was like a big genre. That started in '95 with things like Witchblade and then The Darkness and like uh, David Finch's Ascension before he oh went back God. to Marvel. Witchblade. Oh, that that just. <laughs> right. Yeah. When when there was no easy access to pornography. Pornography was harder to find back in the day, so you had to, like, you know, find these things that kind of stood in for it. All right. And I, I can distinctly remember 
comic book owners talking about the plot in Witchblade. Now, I didn't even buy it when I was 16. Like, I don't mean buy it like purchase it. I mean, I, I didn't buy the bullshit they were selling that, that there was a plot with that. I tried. It had it. it had plots. It was tr it was trying to be a cop story. It was just not very well written and, and kind of inscrutable as a result. I thought it was trying to be Tomb Raider. No, I, I thought that's what the, they were the, going for. No, no, no. The characters just happened to look uh, uh, very similar. Well, you know, eventually they had a crossover. I do indeed. I'm pretty sure I have it. <laughs> How bad is that? I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listen. I, I, I went hard into Image once I, you know, finally had the means to to get to an LCS and buy these things. It's just they were. They were already in phase two by then, as I was kind of alluding to. Yeah, the the twist was at the back end of that crossover comic. Then uh, Batman and Wolverine showed up. It was. I'm not sure that actually happened. <laughs> I feel like you made that up. Wait a minute, wasn't that Amalgam? What? Didn't they have Witchblade and Tomb Raider too? Not an Amalgam. That was a Marvel and DC event. Right, I know. Okay, I, I'm. I'm just checking. The, the, there was some crazy shit going on in the '90s comics era. Yeah, but you picked you picked one of the crazier ones to talk about. That's for sure. Witchblade? No, I mean image. The entire, oh. the entire thing. Uh, their evolution has been interesting. Well, okay, so that that was that's the first for for me sliding doors moment with them. You had all these artists go over, right? They don't bring any writers, at least not initially. The, the writers come later, and Image is yeah. much stronger for it in, in about five to seven years. I think it, you know, if, if Alan Moore and, God, if, you know, if Jeff Loeb gets into comics a couple of years later, you know they would have brought him over. Artists loved that guy. And I, I just, I wonder what that does to that, that company if both, set, both sets of the creative team are there from the get-go. It would have been entirely different. Yeah, I, I just wonder how much more successful they are. Are they like Marvel Comics big? Do they then go on? Have, is there an Image Studios instead of a shitty Wildcats cartoon that no one watched on Saturday at 10.30 a.m.? <laughs> Except me. <laughs> you know, it was the cartoon that only because it was like, maybe I'll, I'll understand it, that I even looked at it. <laughs> and I understood the plot better from the cartoon than I ever did from the comic. Because they had a TV writer take the inscrutable plot and write it yeah. down. Well, that's the thing. Wildstorm, which was Jim Lee's imprint, until he sold it to DC, uh, I guess seven years later, eight years later, right. the head writer was, was Brandon Choi, who has not done anything before or since. His, his resume was, I used to know Jim Lee in high school. And I gotta tell you, and it, it, it sounds like I'm like shitting on the guy, and I guess on some level I am, but for someone who never did anything before or since, I think he was okay. Like his his books were solidly all right. Yeah, I don't. I, I never thought. I thought he was all right. I mean, everything was derivative as hell, but yeah. Well, so was much of Image. I mean, oh, absolutely. I think Sylvester and, and Top Cow were the first ones to realize that was a problem, and then they pivoted because uh... his his first book was Cyberforce, and that that didn't his great evolution was wouldn't it be cool if a guy had three arms on one side of his body <laughs> the answer was no no it is not it's just fucking weird <laughs> did he have any on the other side yes 
He had he had four um, arms, but but they were on they were just unsymmetrical. So, <laughs> Asymmetric. Out, symmetry important. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know why they would build a monstrosity oh, like that. Yeah. Get your ass kicked if he comes from Don't make me turn around. Side. It's a triple threat on yeah. one side. Don't the left side is my kryptonite. <laughs> now you're thinking of Zoolander. Oh no. Alright, alright, Key, I have I have to ask, and this is uncomfortable, but it's it's uh right strife for comedy. Were you ever in on Liefeld even a little bit? No. Wait a minute. Let's see, where did he start? When did he first the pop up? Hawk and Dove at the age of 19. Mm, no, not that. Uh, you, you, there wasn't anything that was going to entice me to read Hot, Hawk and Dove. That's fair. I'm trying, to think of, I'm trying to think, when did he like really... Well, he okay, so he, the, the story goes, he, he drew an issue sideways to get out of his contract with DC so he could go to New Mutants. Well, wasn't that Spider-Man 16? No. It was X Force, X Force, and with Spider Man cameoing that there was a sideways issue. It was a crossover because they both did. Oh no, he he did that a bunch. Right, right. right. He, yeah. The first time he he did it as expressly to piss off his editor at DC to get out of his contract. Oh, these are the things you do when you're 19 and you're drawing a comic book for like way too much money. Sure. Wow. I, I, right. I did a crossover didn't know did it to get out of the contract. I just thought it was a novelty. But that it absolutely it absolutely was, but he he was super. He he thought that was super clever. But didn't he show up in New Mutants first, right? Like the last no eight eight issues or something like that. He didn't. He he was an DC find. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Well, Liefeld. I thought for sure who was doing New Mutants that then flipped over to X Force. That's Rob Liefeld. Life? Yeah, but that's just it's just that that stage two. Oh well, I'm, I if that was stage two, I if there was a stage one, I missed it. He didn't show up on my radar till New Mutants, I think. Toward that that last well, I, again, out. no no one read Hawk and Dove, I would believe. So yeah, I think a lot of people had that experience. Yeah, I don't know that I would call Hawk and Dove phase one. <laughs> that's like that's like alpha. That's not. No one's looking at that. Sure. I'm just going crying. Well, <laughs> someone was looking at it. I mean, Marvel wanted them badly enough to go do it, and I guess he had some buzz on him. I, I guess so. Well, yeah, well, but wait. At, at that point, they were pilfering whoever they could pilfer from either side on principle. It didn't even matter if they were good. If they could get them from the other guy, they would do it. I yeah. I remember that. That would actually spread damage and cause like a lot of eternal strife. You mean the I different imprints, imp the different imprints stealing artists and talent from each yeah, other? Oh, oh yeah, it, it got, it got the friendly, the friendly rivalry among the creators, among the founders rather, got really nasty really fast. Yeah, Liefeld was kicked out in I think ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere in there. I remember like he he like made his own imprint or press like separate from Image, right? And like the right, I was maximum, reading, I was reading maximum press. Yeah, and he like pulled all of his uh, his a lot of his stuff over to there, and that pissed people off. Yeah, well, the yeah. My, what I what I found out years later was the the straw that broke the camel's back was he tried to he tried to poach a young unknown Michael Turner 
from Top Cow. Oh. Who would go on to be like the highest penciler in the industry, you know, just a few years later. So that was a big deal. Silvestri was going to pull out Top Cow out, and then the founders got together and said, fuck Rob, we're tired of shit. So Extreme Studios was expelled, Top Cow stayed in, and the rest is comic book drama history. See, that's right around the time I dropped out of comics for a while, until you pulled me back in, you son of a bitch. That's a very Godfather part two. I that appreciate that. You. That was you, the authority. That was me. I can remember the day you dragged me back into Austin Books and showed me the authority, and I was, I was back in. That was right. awesome. That's not how that happened at all. But it was that it was the combo. You got part of that right. Was it not Austin? But no, you no, no, no. Austin Books was many years later. It was the authority. I brought them to a land. I brought them to a to a land party where where you um, took those books and, as a show of gratitude, you proceeded to to murder me in the game 127 times. <laughs> I remember. So I think we, we 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 both got both got our uh, our comeuppance there. I guess. Wait a minute. The authority was DC though. So the, so, but the not yet. Lead into them was Wildstorm, wasn't it? Yes, the authority was Wildstorm. Which DC purchased at the end of uh, the decade, oh, and then in true DC fashion, they murdered it as soon as they could. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. That's, that's, oh, do you, do you remember? Do you remember what they used as the excuse? I have the trade paperback, but I cannot remember the excuse. No. Oh no no no! It's nothing comics related. This is how how badly they wanted to kill it. They used nine eleven as the reason to get rid of the book. What? Oh. It's I been twenty. It's been over that. twenty years ago. But remember, there was that time where everyone in America decided that we were just going to be sad about everything. Yep. Yeah, and in that in that moment, DC was like, "Oh well, we we can't show anything halfway this violent. We got to yeah. pull the plug until everyone's better." And yeah. so they killed the momentum. I do vaguely remember that. That's like a the grandchild of image. It's definitely is an iteration of an iteration of a narration because it was a second yeah. generation Stormwatch title. Right. But yeah, that's you know the the writers started coming over in the second half of the decade. Uh, Warren Ellis came to Stormwatch, which became the Authority. That's the one that jumps out the most. Um, all of a sudden, Mark blanking Miller, on it. Mark Miller took over after that, right? And yeah, uh, was Bendis writing Jinx at that point, or was it he, later? He oh, wow. he was doing his crime comics. I think he was still indie. His break was McFarlane hired him to do a Sam and Twitch spinoff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was like, oh, you write, good, you write good crime comics. Come over here and write these two characters that I can't write. Which Bill Jemis saw and landed him the Spider-Man gig, and he never looked back. And Alan Moore, somehow Liefeld got that to happen, which is wild. I don't, what did but he yeah, write? He, he, Supreme and Glory. Oh, I forgot. And one of the 27 Youngblood reboots. <laughs> Wait, Alan Moore wrote Youngblood? I think for like seven minutes, yes. Holy shit. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh Dude, God. everyone's written Youngblood. I wrote DOS files. <laughs> yeah, you'll find you'll find you'll find that you wrote an, an issue of Youngblood. Yeah, Kirkman Kirkman wrote Youngblood, Miller wrote Youngblood at one point. It's it's Joe Casey wrote Youngblood. <laughs> Youngblood, the horror of comics. So it's like it's like uh it's like a day one activity. It's like, uh, oh, we gotta have did the get the intern or like the new hire to Youngblood <laughs> this this month. I, yeah, I guess. I just googled Alan Moore Youngblood, and it it, it went. It took. It goes really immediately into a dark, dark place. It hit his beard. Moore's, 
L- listen to this line. First thing on Google, Moore's rough outline for the series was published in Alan Moore's awesome handbook and included a budding relationship between Big Brother and Suprema, a giant. <laughs> what the hell? Sure. I'm here yeah. for it. <laughs> Peak Alan Moore, let me tell you. Supreme actually was really good. That was that. That's how he would have written Superman if DC wasn't a bunch of fucktards. That was that, that was like, that was like this weird thing where like the fact that everything they did was like hyper derivative actually worked to their favor because Alan Moore was like, oh well, I'll just write these characters the way I want to uh, <laughs> without editorial interference because you guys don't have editors apparently, which is why your books keep coming out late. There was a new young blood number one in nineteen ninety eight. I thought you were talking about Alan, last week. Written by Alan Moore. And that too. Okay, I can't believe the art is horrific. It's a it's a goddamn tragedy. Is what it looks like. <laughs> is it Rob or one of someone else? Oh, I don't think it's Steve Scrooge. Steve Scross. Scross. I don't know how to Scross. Scrot. I don't know. Scrot. Um. Steve Steve Scross of of X Men and, and the Matrix. Got me. I don't know. And it's it's bad. Interesting. Oh, yeah, this is bad. There's, there's not even, this doesn't warrant debate. <laughs> this is horrible. And on the side, on the, on like the left-hand side, where you can imagine like, you've got the top and the banner at the top, right? And you've got Morse, Cross, whoever, Stucker, Comicraft. And then along the left side of the book, you know, 90 degrees, it says in giant, thick block letters, Awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at this too now. Yeah, it's so nineties. Tell tell me that's that's good art. <laughs> Just try. I I mean I don't know. I mean I, no. I, the coloring. I, I got to set the coloring aside for a second. But it's I don't know. It's not. Uh... Wait a minute. Look for the love of God. <laughs> Hold on, I got to zoom in on it though because it's like an eBay uh, auction of the thing without. Uh, without wait, are we? Maybe we're looking at the. Does it say awesome issue. in big block letters on the there's, left? There's there's multiple issues that say awesome on big block letters on the left side. <laughs> We're awesome, yeah. Now he uh, he had to rebrand at one point. I think they were awesome entertainment there at least for a little while. Uh, okay, that's all that that's all that was. And remember that was that was kind of the zeitgeist in the early 21st century. Is they would have those weird spine things. U- Ultimate Marvel would, would later copy that. I I've seen I've seen a bunch of these. I don't think any of them are an atrocity. Yeah, I'm. No. I'm uh, yeah, man. I hate that this is going to be in my search history. Um, <laughs> okay, the, it's not that bad. <laughs> so I got to get you put in jail. Wait a minute. You see? Do you see this giant, big-headed guy? Like that's it's Bad Rock, sir. How dare you? It's like Bad Rock is like eight stories tall. Oh, I see that one though. Oh, that one is bad. But that but that's Liefeld. That's clearly Liefeld. No, because this 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 is this one you're talking about. Anybody see that? Mm, not really. <laughs> I mean, I can, but in the way that they they show the summertime in an anime, because because I, I don't want to draw it. <laughs> wow, the sun's really bright today. Don't you're right, Ichiro. The, it is. Don't forget the cicada noise in the back. <laughs> as someone who grew up in Texas, though, I've, I've always appreciated that those things are fucking loud as shit in August. <laughs> yeah. Really thankful though, Ariel, that you showed that picture because if you were looking at the one I'm looking at, <laughs> that would have been 
I'd have been deeply concerned, more concerned than I should be about your judgment. <laughs> you could just be having a stroke. <laughs> okay, so let's let's move on. So it sounds like I, I think the consensus is you, we all hated it early on. Although I didn't really, I thought it was pretty cool when I at least when I, I got in. It hated which one? Um, young boy, uh, any of them? No, I like Shadowhawk and I like okay uh, Spawn. Okay, I actually hung on with those for a while. H have you ever been in on any of their titles during their thirty year run? Well, let's see. I, I have. I, I bought the issue ones for all of them. I, I would poke in every once in a while on Savage Dragon because that one, the guy actually was dedicated the entire time. He was dedicated longer. I, I can't remember his name. Larson. Eric Larson. Mm -hmm. That was Larson, right? Yeah. yeah. He he stayed with that. I don't at least a hundred issues, didn't he? At it least still comes. It still comes out. I think it's in the three hundreds yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, but is it him that's doing it? Yeah. Yeah, Still? yeah, yeah. I don't mind. That's a yeah. I, I, the the original Savage Dragon died like at two twenty five. It's now it's kid. What? Well, now I'm really bothered. That's sad. Okay, now I'm over it. Let's, let's keep going. Well, it, okay. You it, it's either that or you do what DC does and reboot the thing every seven minutes. Continuity is a bitch. I don't know. It's like divi it's like dividing by zero. Didn't Bo Bone? Like last thousand episodes? Or I'm sorry, thousand comics, something like that. That's it did, but it, but it, Bone was on was was quite a while, but it was it had a beginning, middle, and end too. Yeah, but, but it, they didn't kill off the main character in issue two hundred. That's it's still young. It's it's the death of the protagonist you're taking it. I'm what I say. Yeah. Something that yeah, is interesting is they made such waves early on, though, that I feel like the other companies got better. Like DC, like by '93, was going for fucking broke. And they're like, all right, all right, you want new shit? Fine. Superman, he's dead. Batman, we're breaking his back. Hal Jordan, he's crazy. The Flash, well, no one cares about him. Mark Wade's still writing him. Aquaman, we're cutting his hand off. They, they, they did not give a fuck. Well, honestly, though, that I don't think that was a game plan. I think that was the Superman. It absolutely death. was. No. The, they did the Superman death. And then they were just like, we've got to do something similar with every other character, but we can't do the exact same thing. Because the Superman one, that went, th that was on the Today Show and shit. And the second that happened, it was a mad scramble of, we must try and get this level of attention with every character. I don't think they went in going, we're going to spend this next cycle, whatever, the next <laughs> Q4 through, you know the next two years we're going to generate uh, uh, these events for each character. I don't think they had that kind of game plan. I, at least, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything that animated that that was their big picture. It was uh, reactionary just to the Superman. It blew up even bigger than the Superman was a reaction to Image Comics. Yes, absolutely. But and then that was that was a success, and then they just I, I I don't think that those two ideas are necessarily opposed. I mean that's the beauty of competition, right? Like they those the the big two were complacent to some extent, and then Image happened, and I think that kind of carries through to today. Even the Image Comics of today, it's a different it's a different world, it's a different play field. Uh, it's it, but in some sense, I think Image does continue to push an envelope that. Marvel and DC 
acknowledge in different ways, maybe not in the same kind of broad ways that they might have in the, in the 90s, but I think that's still true today. Yeah, so DC, I think, like, really felt like they needed to, like, get younger, for lack of a better word, or thought. And then Marvel all of a sudden had this talent dearth. Because, like, you know, as, you know, Keyshawn pointed out, like, the entire Spider-Man and, and X-Men art teams just were gone, which opened the door to other people. We got the Cuber brothers, Greg Capullo. We had young writers by the name of Warren Ellis and Brian K. Vaughn within a couple of years. I mean, you know, when you can step back and look at it, right, from like uh, with with hindsight, it was good for everybody involved. I mean, and maybe not in 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 certain particular moments or, or uh, at every step of the way, but it certainly opened the door for a lot of creatives and and kind of added another pillar to the industry. I think it's like you can't deny it, right? Didn't Wild no. have a before? Yes, and that's what you should take away from that. <laughs> I'm trying. It was it was Lord Imp, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Show I some respect. Heard... Put some respect on his name. Well, I, really, I didn't know that. <laughs> that was his name. Yeah, you gotta. I, you gotta. Yeah. Yes, they had the that. They had, they had they had a warrior lesbian, which was a which was a big deal in the nineties, evidently. But they also had a pole dancer who wasn't a warrior lesbian, believe it or not. Good job there, Jim Lee. It's very, 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 uh, very hyper feminist. I think we can all agree. And a guy with a with a floppy mask. Good God! You know, you know what you guys have just done. To that looks cool, though. <laughs> to be cool. fair, that was that was a really neat character design that no one had thought about. What if the mask is just like a fucking bandana? What uh, what did I accept in, in your head there, Key? Oh God! It's just that you know you start looking at gra- uh, images and then. You go down the rabbit hole, and now I'm on a website called Extreme Excursus, exploring the extended universe of Rob Liefeld, the Liefeldverse. And somebody's been oh, way too... This feels like a new podcast for us. This, this, <laughs> this, this is a dark place I've found. There's, there's no feet to be found. <laughs> no, this, 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 is like, this is like somebody that just had just stepped out of Gia Cities, and... and Made their way to JavaScript. It might actually just be that old, man. Oh, no, I don't think so. This, they, nothing they nothing posts. necessarily has to die on the internet. This son of a bitch has, has posts from two weeks ago. <laughs> okay, I tried. The Renaissance began when, when Larson became the publishing publisher and our president. I forget which one. Right around the turn of the century, we started getting books like uh, the big ones were Powers and the Red Star, as I recall. the the red The Red Star just looked absolutely amazing, and it was like this cool like alt history science fiction thing about the Soviet Union. And then Powers, of course, was you know Bendis's first like, hey, 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 here I am, and I'm gonna write everything in about two months. And then when did Walking Dead hit? Like mid two thousands. Oh God! Holding off on that as long as I could. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, no. We, we listen. We have to cover it. It's at least the, the second most successful title they've ever done. What at was least the first spawn. I, I would. I think you can make an argument that Saga is a bigger deal. Not a what? strong one, unfortunately. But the Saga. No Saga. No, no the Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. I didn't realize that was Image. That can't be bigger. Is that really like they're selling more? You mean bigger? 
It was the best-selling comic book of all time. Well, not all time, excuse me, but for several years there, yeah. That, that was the big book. Walking Dead big? I don't know. I mean, especially given, you know, what happened multimedia with Walking Dead. Right. Yeah, Saga hasn't had that opportunity yet, I think. I just really hate The Walking Dead, and I'm going to grasp on any fucking straw, no matter how small it is, that it's not the best one they've ever done. You mean the comic or the show or the entire yes. thing? Yes. Yes. All of it. Tired to shit. Can't stand it. Overrated. I do wish they colored it. Yeah, that's the problem with it. Aren't they doing that to some extent? Or like maybe I, it was just a few special releases, like some number of issues that they color or something. Yeah, It'd be, I think you're be right. smart. There's a lot of money there if they want to do that. And just, hey, it's the same thing, but with color. Give us your damn money. You'd think somebody would write an algorithm that could probably do that automatically. I don't know. I've played with AI art recently just to see what it can do. It's not terribly bright. It looks like they've been doing issue-by-issue uh, issue color releases since October of 2020. There it according is. According to the internet. Hey, does Image run a uh, app where you can get their comics? I don't think so. I think they, they relied on Comixology, which is now being absorbed Amazon. into Amazon, or has been absorbed into Amazon. I don't think they had their own app. I know for a while there you could, like, buy, you could buy digital comics from them directly, but I don't know if they do that anymore. That sounds a that sounds very much on brand for Image. They've just never been federated enough to get something like that off the ground. Huh. It's it's these little fiefdoms that you know are kind of sort of connected, but but only only as a publishing banner for this you know traditional uh, print model. That frankly, I don't know how much longer will be around. I mean, I mean, Lee sold Wildstorm as you guys alluded to earlier in '99. He he, he got out after pocketing three million to do Heroes Reborn. Three million. Yeah, that's how bad they wanted Lee and Liefeld to come back in 96. 90s money. <laughs> right. Yeah, pre-inflation, that's like um that's like your own island in the Gulf of Mexico, I believe. Yeah, they 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 were they were literal rock stars there for a little bit. Uh I know Stephen Platt got paid 40,000 to draw the first issue of Profit. Profit? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Rob was like Oprah. And back when everything, you know, w w was selling half a million copies, he, he could afford to do it. It made sense. I mean, McFarlane was like a, mo a media mogul within five years. You know, he, he made that awesome toy line that's still kind of the industry standard, you know, three decades later. The, the Spawn movie came out in 97. It's not good, but it's, it's, it's like earnestly bad, if that makes sense. Like, you could, they were really trying to make a good movie. They just didn't know how to do it. And they were a little, they were a little hamstrung by budget, too. Yeah, the older I get, the more respect I have for him. He was kind of a prick about about how he went about it, but got to respect the ambition, and and he often delivered on he, on that ambition. Sam and Twitch were great. Is Spawn still going? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's it crossed it crossed three hundred. Uh, I think last year, maybe two years ago. Oh my god! I'm not so good with time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why we're doing. That's why we're doing our our thirty years of image uh, podcast in its thirty first year. Well, I just stumbled upon a website that, that literally had the same idea in January of 22. But the funny part is that they, they were like, this is chapter one, and every month we're going we're gonna to delve into the, uh, the, the, the chronological order of Image Comics as they rolled out, and then they gave up on it after the first post. <laughs> they, they, they went or are they copying Image and they're just, this is really late? <laughs> Did you guys read any? 
Straczynski came over post Babylon 5 in the late 90s to Top Cow and did a bunch of work with him. Did, did you guys catch any of that stuff? No, I, I've read that that happened. But no. Okay. That's, that's out of my window. That was that window I was out. Oh, yeah, you were still super into girls. Okay, yeah. I, I can't yeah. blame you. The authority. Cannot you blame you. You can draw a line right around Authority 8 or 9. That's when you pulled me in. Authority 9 is when they killed it. No, I'm sorry. I've got no. it, it was it was the second year under Miller that they killed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Prior to that, they didn't. DC didn't own it. War, Warren and Warren Wellstone were. It was ninety nine as part of the acquisition. That was a game changer comic, in a way that we hadn't really been seen since probably Spawn number one. And then just DC just was like, no, nope, fuck this. I don't know. Ultimate Spider Man was a was a pretty big moment. You can direct. You can directly tra trace its origins back to Image. Oh yeah, definitely. A, no and doubt. both they both design and talent but i'm pretty sure that like there someone drew a line in the sand and it was collectively agreed upon that like whatever generation we're in now like you know golden age silver age that the present age started with ultimate spider-man number one and that's that's pretty amazing are, are, is it platinum is what they're calling it it does have a name now i just can't remember oh really yeah i think it's called gen z no, I mean, that's a thing. <laughs> wrong. Not wrong, but not correct either. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to scrub my history from about 10 o'clock tonight. <laughs> One more all over my screen. <laughs> oh, that's just his face. I know. Do you... <laughs> they get progressively angrier. It's, it's remarkable. No, he just gets older. He's he's like Lindsay Lohan, man. He's just, does his fucking face doesn't move. <laughs> so so for you, it was just The Walking Dead. That's the only thing you ever read from them. You asking me or you asking Key? Oh, I was, I was asking Key because I, I, I'm coming to you. I know you've you've swum deep in those waters. They've got a when lot of good say, stuff. When you say them, do you mean image, image comics? Well, I mean, uh, no, I I mean I was there at the beginning and then. You know, as they petered out, I petered out at the same time. You went to go and find boobs. Don't lie to me. Oh yeah. Well, no, no, I didn't go. I didn't leave to find them. I finally found them. <laughs> I was I was looking the entire time. I would have left comics long long before if I could have. <laughs> and it wasn't long before I was back. <laughs> that was the circle of life. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Boobs. Boobs. Right. <laughs> you read any other image comics? Yes. Oh, oh. Well, so. Focus. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Uh, the only reason why, I mean, I, I pretty much bailed on the uh, Walking Dead comics after, I don't know, maybe. After they ended? So, no, seven or eight. But. Really? wife. Yeah, it was. I didn't like. I mean, it wasn't colored, so I mean, if, if I'm not going to get the artwork and the story's going to, you know, meander along, I, I'd I'd pick up and check them out, you know. But it wasn't until the show came out, and if you find something that your wife likes, that's remotely, you know, good, then I started digging back into the comics, going, okay, well, wait a minute, I want the, the comics going to be better than the show. It's, it's got to be. And I was right. 
but it's wasn't that Lies. much better. I'm not going to say it was that much better. <laughs> There's just more of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it didn't have AMC's budget constraints. <laughs> yeah, I, but I will never in my life get my brain around why in the fuck they killed the sun on that book. That was so stupid. That was just, that was, you know, they were, te- you could tee it up to do it forever if you wanted, and then they killed off the kid. And I think so so, so to re- recap, you can't kill the father and you can't kill the son. <laughs> well, or you're no. just out. I'm saying, I'm saying that you, you, you can't, you can't kill the future. <laughs> it's like, they'd already cut the father's hand off hey. and made him old, right? So, the human race is doing that as we speak. I, I disagree strongly. <laughs> okay, but it doesn't have to be my fiction. <laughs> it's the nonfiction I live every day. <laughs> so you're looking for a you're looking for a nice solar punk title from Image Comics with color. So I, I, I do and color. and no one dies. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't think it's asking too much to say I want color. I, I, I think we made it past that in like night whatever nineteen forty. Yeah. No, color color is definitely more expensive, but not so much so that you should be dropping it. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't understand that. I, I I knew okay, maybe there's some kind of efficiency of cranking these things out, and that they were pretty regular that they got those out. I remember that they didn't really want to publish the book, is what it is. Kirkman actually had to lie about the pitch to get it made. I think I saw an interview about that one. He told Valentina, who was the president at the time, that it was actually an alien invasion story. And then yeah. once the book once the book was selling well, he was like, "Nah, I just lied about that, man. I just wanted you to publish the damn thing." <laughs> Where are my aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to tell you, Rob, I'm really enjoying this, but where are the aliens? I I don't see you like threading it in here. Oh, that's bullshit, man. Oh man, that's that's great. I want to hear that. Oh God, that, that that's that's the kind of thing you want to be a fly on the wall and hear that discussion. It's and not hard to find; it's out there. <laughs> no, but just that there was one man out there going, "This is aliens." I know it's aliens. He told me, <laughs> <laughs> that and that man was the president. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous! <laughs> I know what you don't know. It's an alien invasion. <laughs> No, the part that's ridiculous is that's why that's why he said, "Okay, fine, let's publish it." Uh, Zombies, well, no, that's too dumb. But zombie is as you know, backed by aliens. Okay, now I'm in. That man went home. This is I know a secret. I know this is a big hit right now. But he's the he's the more cowbell guy, just with aliens. That's that's it. <laughs> oh, stay well, Jim Valentino. We're giving you a hard time. Oh my god, I put my pants on every day, just like you. I need more aliens. Million selling copies. <laughs> well, how about you, Ariel? Where, where do you think they've uh, they've they've killed it here as they've gone along? You know, I uh, I knew we were going to be talking about this, so I, I I poked around YouTube to see if there were any kind of retrospective uh, interviews and stuff on Image. Then um, there's like a little like documentary from a few years ago, like five five years, maybe more. It's interesting to hear them talk about what. You know, kind of in the more modern era, what they've decided to do is like kind of. You know, normally, I, I think that co- the contrast they decided in that documentary was that they tried to portray was like in the past, people used to go to Image, started Image, 
and then get their big break there and then go to Marvel or DC. And now it's uh, long story short, like image like has the prestige now, like that, that's where people want to go. They want to go to image to have their own prestige work. You've got walking dead is something that kind of brought a lot of talent to image. Uh, all the stuff we said aside for a second, just in terms of number of like volume and sales and attention. You and can't argue Saga, with the success. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and Saga is doing it now. And, and it's just, uh, it's built, they've built, I think they've done a good job of continuing to work with a lot of creators. You know, they are, I think you're right, Cyrus. I think they are like having a hard time turning that federation into like a multimedia juggernaut, like a Marvel or DC. But at the same time, I think they've, they've done a really good job of, pulling in some really awesome creators writers and artists and they, they're making a lot of awesome stories um that's turning into shows periodically and stuff like that but it's creator owned and so it's not you know filling images coffers necessarily directly but cool stuff it's getting the creators paid though yeah yeah that that's the, the flip that side the of it though yeah so they because they're not federated everybody retains their work and so if jeff lemire wants to make sweet tooth with netflix he can yeah, and that's that's beautiful. I mean, that's awesome. And you're, you've got, you know, stuff like The Wicked and the Divine. You've got stuff like Saga. You've got um, uh, just stuff left and right uh, from various creators. And it's uh, it's healthy. And it's, uh, you know, I, I really like that. And I, it's, a, it's a great resource for me as a comics reader and fan to go read some stories that are just different. Um, not all of them are different. Some of them, you know, it's, there's derivative stuff everywhere you go. But... Uh, a lot of that stuff's different, and it's cool. I, I really enjoy it. I would throw Mon- Monstrous in there. I would throw East yes. and West in there. Yes. Middle uh, West. Paper, firepower. Paper Girls. Paper Girls. Here, I got. Uh, I actually have a, a running list here. <laughs> bitch Planet. Uh, right, Bitch Planet, yes. Criminal. Uh, Die, I forgot. Awesome. I forgot Criminal was an image book. Yeah. Criminal uh, was so good. Yeah, I recommend highly recommend Die, um, Invincible, of course, lest we forget, Morning Glories. Uh, what, good don't, don't, really good one. don't don't read Morning Glories. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I the, a wacky one that I I really enjoy. I'm really glad it's coming back for Volume Three to finish the story because it was like no one knew whether they're going to finish or not. It's called The Weatherman. Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome as well. Is that Hickman? Uh, it's not. God, who's the creative team on that? Firepower is Hickman. Uh, okay. And uh, I love that book too. That that is like uh, Hickman's Iron Fist. Yeah, that that sounds fantastic. That's like Hickman's Iron Fist. That's all you need to tell me. And that could be like like lowercase i and f, and I'd still be in. <laughs> I feel like even their bad stuff has been compelling. I mean, they they just they really got people talking. I know a lot of the stuff wasn't written very well, but God damn it, they 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 understood marketing. They did a lot of they did a, they made a lot of money selling not that much product <laughs> in those early Wait days. A Weren't they just drawing wizard covers for like a good six years? Well, yeah, that was one of two. That's part of that was part of, that was part of the marketing. I'm, was there any other marketing? Oh yeah, they had Super Tiger Chromium covers and thirteen covers for Gen thirteen and right. Yeah, I mean they would have they would have comic book signings that were like rock star shows. They'd be throwing comic books instead of like you know the drummer sticks. 
Yeah, they they were a big deal for for there for for a hot minute. I mean, again, Mar- Marvel, you know, who had just you know made a big deal of not paying people, they they ponied up three million to bring Lee and Liefeld back to try and save you know some of their books that weren't selling well. Sylvester married a lingerie model for God's sakes. That's the White Snake Gambit. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I really like where where they are today. Um, Maybe it's just because of the variety of stuff that they've that they're coming out with and the strength of it all. But uh, I like that they're—I don't even—elder statesman not, is not the right word, but there's like a level of prestige and like quality that I think I associate with Image Comics nowadays. I don't know; it just it seems to fit really well in the industry. I think uh, like if you're if you're tired of superhero stuff and you want something different, you know, Image is a good place to go. You'll find some good stuff there. Uh, and I hope they continue to do that for, you know, another 30 years plus. The publishing is not an afterthought at Image Comics. Yes. Right. Whereas at, at Marvel, and right, whereas Marvel being owned by Disney and DC being owned by Warner Brothers, it clearly is. Yeah, yeah. Is that it, boys? Did we, did we cover everything? Any last digs at uh, Liefeld at all we want to get in there? <laughs> what about Valiant? <laughs> oh, you know what? I told you we were going to put a pin in that, and over an hour later, let's pull that pin out. Because I, I know from conversations you and I have had in the past that you were super in on Valiant. Yeah. What did they have Not that Image didn't? A story. Actually, it was a cohesive universe. Right. But the art was horrid. But Not, not all of it. Uh... If there was a, a young Joe Casada did Ninjack. <laughs> that was one of the worst ones. Not not the art. I mean the story. The story was terrible. And now it was Batman and James Bond. It was fine. Yeah. But that came out that came out a little later because the first ones. Uh, let's see. Look, it's no Magnus Robot Fighter. I'll grant you, but well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Magnus Robot Fighter. And oh dear God! He doesn't sense the irony. Blood, you know, the, oh God! What was the name of that group of the kids? Harbinger. God, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember Harbinger. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but Val- Valiant, Valiant fell apart pretty fast, though, as I recall. I did like Shooter was like going to be the architect of this new thing, and then they fired him almost immediately. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, no, I mean, no, it wasn't that fast. It, it went a good while. I sure, well. Valiant did, but I don't know that Shooter's Valiant went very long. Well, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I, I remember that it started falling about falling apart around the time that the guy with all the tattoos was going to be the big main villain. Dr. Something. Man. Sure. But before that, they had they had a couple of crossovers that were really good, and then they did a didn't they do a Valiant Image crossover? Yeah, uh, what was it called? They did. There were I don't remember. Yeah, it was. They had a uh, what was it? I don't remember. No, they had four different covers for four different comics. Two published by one, I think two published by the other. And it was like the red cover, the blue cover, the black cover, and the gold cover, and. Yeah, it was a it was a was that darker image crossover. No, it wasn't darker image. Darker image was 
Something else. Okay. Something else. Yeah. Oh my God. What was that called? I can't believe I just flashed onto that. That's like a <laughs> Google. Google tells me it's maybe Deathmate. That's it. That's it. That's right. The silver <laughs> chick. That's that does sound like something that Image would come up with. Deathmate. Deathmate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got Thanos. We fuck death. <laughs> It sounds, it sounds like Brazilian death metal band, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and it, yeah, it was, I, it, and that reminds me, it was that silver chick, the one that was like the silver surfer but with a human face and female. Like, she just wore all silver. And she was a really big deal, but they never explained why in image. <laughs> just, that, that was one of those. Oh, she's, she's critical. She's very important in the Youngblood universe. <laughs> the Bloodiverse. But didn't Liefeld, like, introduce a new character, like, every two pages? <laughs> now with five arms on one side. These are going to be aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but not, not, not initially. You have to keep reading. Not at first. Not at first. <laughs> that little guy's an alien. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> now give me $30,000. <laughs> Can I have color? No, no, you may not. <laughs> Give me money. You'll get color when the aliens show up. <laughs> nice. Oh, It'll man. be green. I don't even remember what it was about. Silver chick. That's all I remember. But the, there was an earlier crossover that was just uh, Valiant. And they did a really good job of taking one comic, Rye, that was, you know, it was like Japan in a thousand years or something like that. And tying it to their bigger comic, Bloodshot, and how they ended up being, like, related. And, I mean, that was, they didn't do that, like, all at once. It was built over years that they built towards that. And so they had a larger plan for all the comics that slowly would touch upon each other and then, you know, have their own stories. But... It felt yeah. more, it felt more Marvel and DC, and the fact that it was like an established universe. That's what it had going for it. It sure, it sure wasn't the art, even if Joe Casada was trying to help it. Well, it, there, well, there, that's their legacy then for Valiant. You're, you describe what Marvel and DC would do every single summer, yeah. shortly thereafter. That was the beginning of the of the event crossovers. So no one knows what Exo Man of War is, but something from Valiant survived, I guess. I love that book. That that was fun. I don't know which one you're talking about. Exo I don't think I want to know. Sure. I love I Exo Man of War. I wasn't that, that I wasn't that Iron Man's cross with Conan or something weird like that? Pretty much. Pretty much. Wow, what a combo. Conan Conan stumbles upon an alien Iron Man suit, and I'm gonna fuck shit up, and proceeds to do so. That was. <laughs> That was it, and it worked wonderfully. You, you really didn't need much more. There wasn't anything to it. Who must I kill today with this wonderful, wonderful suit? Yeah, I, I, I still appreciate that. I, they should make that movie. That, who has the rights to? Who has the rights to this shit? Why have we not? They seen did. They did a Bloodshot show? movie already. So uh, somebody's probably got the rights to Exo Man War. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know if it all. That was the Vin Diesel thing that came out during the pandemic, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. honestly, honestly, they had a really good turn on it. I mean, what they what they we added Vin Diesel. No, no, no. It wasn't just that they added that like a, a better plot element than what the comic had, and that's the movie wasn't great, but it had a better implementation and twist to it that uh, the comic never went with, and I thought it was actually a really good idea, even if the movie wasn't all that great. That concept was... You know, I, I don't normally... It, it was like... Uh, the book's always better than the show, and that was the one time where I thought they had a better idea. I'm, I just... I, I can't I can't believe... We need to look into see who has the rights to Exo Man Award. Let's get on this. <laughs> Make some money with this. <laughs> this writes itself. I I know someone bought the rights to Youngblood. Oh God, <laughs> poor bastards! <laughs> For real, someone right. you absolutely which one of, you can't do anything stories, with, right? Which one of those stories could you do something with in a movie now? I mean, comic book movies. If you're ever going to do it, now's the time. Is it though? Well, okay, <laughs> uh, they're, they're still trying. Let's put it that way. So, so key, you, uh, you better in... get in. In April of 2020, John Cena apparently posted an Exo Man of War post on Instagram teasing that he may be involved in a future movie. <laughs> what year was that? 2020. He was trying to hustle up work during the pandemic. <laughs> what other, wh which other comics from Image Comics story would hold up that you could make a movie out of it? It's not Shadowhawk. Like original Image Comics? Yeah, well, any of them. Well, I mean, well, okay. I'm starting. Does it got to be a movie? Well, or a TV you, series. You give me a TV but series, we, we can do a bunch of them. Not a cartoon. It's got it's to okay. be. It's got to be a, a Netflix series or not cable television. I mean, Paper Girls already was a series, so there you go. I know. Check, it, check. it was good, too. They did a good job with it. <laughs> I, they didn't I, finish it, though, right? No, I didn't uh, find an audience. Right. I teed that up for my daughter, and then by the time we were ready to watch it, it was canceled. <laughs> that was one of those situations where I, I think, uh, I don't know if we're still in that era, but where Netflix will make a decision within the first four weeks of whether or not a show is going to succeed and kill it before people that might, a lot more people might have watched it given time. Uh, this so, one was an Amazon joint. Yeah, I just mean that era, because all yeah. of them were doing it. I'm trying to think of which which other. I mean, Walking Dead was obviously made into a TV show. But like, I think sure. uh, Grant Grant yep. Morrison's Happy got made into a TV show right on Sci-Fi Channel or something like oh, that. Oh, that 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 was with a uh, stabler. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I think The Wicked and the Divine. I haven't finished it, but I've read like, man, seven, eight, nine volumes of it. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's got a lot of potential. You could do that. Okay, so I'm gonna have a Keyshawn's old man moment here. I haven't had one of these in a while, but I'm just—it's here for it. I—I'm not sure if it's an image comic, and I don't know the name of the comic. But I'm gonna start rambling, and then you guys are gonna tell me what the name of the comic is because I know you know. I haven't read it. But it sounds amazing, and it's some. I think it's something's killing the children. 
I think that's the name of one, but I don't know if it's an image comic or not. I don't either, but the premise that I heard or like I read on the back of one of the books, the title alone. It's Boom Studios. Oh. It's that uh, James Tinney and the Fourth who's getting a lot of work these days. Right. Yeah. Does Boom still exist? Yeah, well, that's a good question. <laughs> Did we do this, Cyrus, in like another episode like where we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that company totally exists. And it's like, no, that company totally does not exist anymore. We uh, we belabor the, the death of comics every couple episodes, yes. <laughs> Looks like they still exist. Wow. Sweet. Are they publishing anything other than something's killing the children? I don't even know if that's still coming out. Boom, Boom does all the they're, Power Rangers stuff, right? Yeah, they're very small. And maybe that's oh. forced to their advantage they, they, by keeping small. I think Dynamite's the one that went under. Excuse right, me. that was it, that was it, yeah, yeah. Didn't they make a Witchblade TV series? They did on TNT. With Nancy Butler. Yes. Where they know action. Oh my God. I, they had about $7 to work on it, too, as far as I could tell. Uh-huh. I don't think Supreme would necessarily make good television. Straczynski's books with Top Cow would uh, be great for what you're talking about. Both Rising Stars and Midnight Nation. I haven't read those. I have to add those to my list. Things I'm going to do when I retire. What? Why don't we retire this episode? What do you think? Yeah, I got to head out anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Now. Well, uh, heading out is, uh, first of all, it sounds like, is going to be Ariel Rodriguez of San Diego, California. Thank you for having me. Stumbling out right after him is going to be Keyshawn Xavier of Austin, Texas. Yay, Valiant. And I've been Cyrus Mortazavi of Kirkland, Washington. And this has been Full of Sound and Fury Podcast. This episode and previous episodes of Full of Sound and Fury Podcast are available at fullofsoundandfurypodcast.com or by subscription at wherever the hell you get your podcasts. This has been a Great Sword Studios production. Copyright 2023. Brought to you by Pacific Time.